Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio! Come back. 
KIRP Radio! Good evening. You are listening to the KIRP Radio Show. It stands for Keeping It Real with Poetry Miller. I am your guest host, Rocco P. Last Friday night of the month. Uh, if you are listening live and you do call in, I will get you on the air. That number is 619-638-8559. Tonight's topic is the Biden agenda, what to expect and why. Byline I wrote for the show is the man with dementia won the selection. What does this mean? Why did the New World Order select the man with dementia over Trump? What is the purpose of the Dems in Congress who impeached Trump, impeached Trump one week before he left office? How are we to explain the increased level of censorship and animosity from the mainstream media against people who are politically or socially conservative? How is 9-11 and the COVID police state related to the new efforts to, com- to combat imaginary right-wing domestic terror? What is the purpose of the QAnon PSYOP? And finally, uh, do we have any reason for normal people to be optimistic? I define normal as those who do not believe uh, transgenderism is something to be celebrated, uh, those who do not believe that what occurred at the Capitol was an insurrection, uh, those who do believe in the basic interpretation of the Constitution, etc. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what I plan to discuss tonight. First off, what happened... Uh, what happened? Why did why did Donald J. Trump lose the selection? <laughs> why did he lose? Uh, if you had been listening to the show, I was confident for for quite some time Trump was going to prevail. And of course, it's not an election; it's a C. It's a selection. You just need an S before the E. It's not an election; it's a selection. So why was the man with the man with dementia? Why was he selected? It's very interesting. It's very interesting what happened. All indications from what I could tell is that Trump was meant to be the chosen one yet again. The New World Order has been an eight-year plan with presidents going back for quite some time. Uh, Reagan, of course, had eight years. Then they wore one year. They flipped parties to the man really running the show, Mr. New World Order, former U.N. ambassador, former CIA director, George Herbert Walker Bush. They threw him due to his low service to the system. They gave him one term. Then we had eight years of William Jester and Clinton. Then after eight years of William Jester and Clinton, we had eight years of George W. Bush. Then after eight years of George W. Bush, we had eight years of Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. Barry Satoro. Then after Barry Satoro, I was, I was thinking it would be eight years of Donald J. Trump. It did not make sense to me uh, that... Trump was uh, that Trump would lose again. Not that I have a dog in the fight. If you listened to me before, uh, I did not vote for Donald J. Trump. I did not vote for him in the last election uh, for a number of reasons. I voted for the Constitution Party candidate for president, and same thing. I voted for the Constitution Party candidate for governor, as well as a U.S. senator in the state of North Carolina. Uh, if you're going to vote, may as well vote protest votes. Uh, everything seemed to indicate they wanted Trump. For example, why would they run someone if they really wanted a Democrat to win? Again, the last M that won, Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. Barry Satoro, was younger, articulate, 
and by all accounts, I'd say, you know, a good speaker. He had that ability as a politician to say a lot, but really mean nothing. But he was a good speaker, even though, you know, there's no substance, which is normally the case with politicians. So here you have Biden who does, and I'm not, I'm not making fun, but he, he does have the mention. I had played the clip, uh, I believe last show, where he said, Joe Biden is going, I'm going to beat Joe Biden. I mean, his mind's gone. His mind's gone. Let's face it. Um, it seemed like, to use a basketball analogy, this was a layup for Trump. Now, of course, there was there was massive fraud. I mean, there is fraud most of the time. It is quite possible over four years ago that Hillary Clinton beat Trump. It's quite possible. You look at her massive lead in the popular vote. All they had to do was flip a few states. That's all I had to do to put, to put it into, into Trump's corner. But this time they made, and of course that wasn't part of the wasn't part of the agenda over four years ago for the Democrats to contest it. This time they wanted to make it blatant, and part of what it is is we're we're entering a deeper level of uh, animosity towards fake left and fake right. And when I say fake fake left and fake right, the people will have some differences. But obviously in uh, in Washington it's uh, it's all theater. It's all staged. They're, uh, as Jaroslanti said, politics is acting for ugly people. So now we see with making – they made the, the, uh, the fraud, the election fraud, so blatant against Trump. Uh, and uh, yeah, Biden won. One angle, one angle you could look at is that even though uh, the two-party system is false – it's very real for the people that are running because obviously a lot a lot of money is made if uh, the person that you're supporting wins. In other words, people working in Washington and you know, related to the party, related to uh, related to whoever's in office, cabinet members, staff. It's very real to them. They all don't know it's staged. So it is quite possible that the new world order then pretty much let the Biden faction win even though he certainly didn't appear presidential when he has dementia. Uh, again, it's, it's just a terrible embarrassment. And another thing, too, as they advance the agenda of, you know, as we move towards, you know, one world government, uh, you look at the COVID hoax. Many, many PSYOPs have been successfully executed against the U.S. public and really the world. Yes, the world's biggest PSYOP, COVID-19, which doesn't exist. And, one of the things that I think the New World Order is testing throughout this is how gullible can people be when there's no empirical evidence that the virus exists? It's never been isolated. All you have to do is just go to the CDC site. I pulled it up in the past. You can see they admit it's never been isolated. They basically look at symptoms and say, well, this is kind of like SARS-2, so we'll call it co-SARS-2. And, uh, We'll have a model and a computer, and this is what everyone has. A PCR test completely fraudulent. And now the mainstream media, which I mean the alternative or new media, people like John Rappaport, they've been saying that for close to a year. PCR tests are worthless. It's not even a diagnostic test. They run it in cycles. Uh, Kerry Mullins, before he died, said Biden was a fraud. He died a number of years ago. But uh, it, PCR tests is the name. Kerry Mullins won, won a Nobel Prize. But in any case, uh, it's not a diagnostic test. So they use these cycles. So anything over around 20 means absolutely nothing. It's not diagnostic anyhow. 
But in any case, one of the many levels of psyops that the New World Order has tested on the U.S. public and the world, for that matter, is how gullible will people be when there's no evidence that exists? Another way to completely, uh, completely explode the myth of COVID-19 is to just see how many people died last year compared to this year. And it's the same or less. Uh, actually, someone related to Johns, Johns Hopkins, which is part of the elite that's running, running this fraud, this massive psyop and, psyop and international hoax. A graduate student wrote a paper to that effect. Then they tried to walk up the numbers are there. Now, if you want to do more research on this, check this out. They keep good numbers of people that you know, cash in on life policies. Not that everyone has one, but a lot of people do have life insurance. So if we did have an explosion of people dying that had not died last year, you would see there would be a lot more claims against life insurance policies. Thus far, from what I see, that those numbers also show it's, it's nothing. They've recategorized flu as COVID, people in hospice who are dying as COVID. The most hilarious one was a young guy in his 20s who died in a motorcycle accident in Florida. That was COVID. Uh, the government incentivized this in the States with uh, their CARES Act where what they passed after the PSYOP began. So they're incentivized to do Medicare. They want COVID on death certificate. And some doctors have boldly and courageously and thankfully spoken out and said it's complete fraud. So where again? Where am I getting at with Biden? With buying Biden winning this election? Part of the sign may be as we get closer to when I say the end, I mean the end of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency as we move towards economic collapse, which is going to result in massive social chaos and the world order again running these uh, these schemes, these operations for years. They want their order out of chaos. They're calling it the Great Reset. The Great Reset, Claude Schwab, looks like a villain from James Bond, and that was his book, uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset. So by having by placing Biden in, part of the psyop may be how gullible will people continue to believe that Biden is actually making any decisions when he has dementia? I mean, someone who said he was going to beat Joe Biden – and yeah, I, I could run those clips. They're out there. It's, it's, there's just so many. It's you know, Biden's mind is gone. I mean, it's, it's just it's just the truth. So that may be part of what's going on as they as they accelerate their plan, just as they did with COVID, to just see how much will the American people accept. Like, let's say I understand. Yeah, people vote on emotional level. So you don't like Trump. Yeah, Trump was obviously a liar. Yeah, Trump was arrogant. A lot of people didn't like Trump, so you vote for you vote for Joe Biden. But then you just look into it a little bit, and you see, well, you know, Biden Biden can't even speak coherently. He's, he has dementia, and how's it going? What's going to be like two, three, five months? Are they just going to you know basically hide him in the basement in the White House? Is is he never going to appear unless you know someone's next? To him? I mean, already they're starting Politico. Yeah, establishment, establishment standard, standard site has already started to say writing a speech for Biden is next to impossible because of his mental ability. So maybe part of the sign-up why why they chose uh, why they chose Biden. But I'm going to talk a lot about uh, I'm going to talk a fair amount about psyops tonight. 
fair, fair amount about that. Biden may have won again for them to just see as things degenerate, and now they have deep fake videos. TV is obviously massively persuasive uh, as far as my, a mind control tool. Again, just look at COVID. So this may be part of the reason they selected Biden. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that that's quite possible. It's quite possible. I want to talk about uh, the QAnon uh, when I'm talking about PSYOPs because QAnon, either directly or indirectly, yeah, has influenced so many people on the so-called right, uh, just so many. And when I use that phrase, uh, a lot of people will you know, throw around that phrase, what am I talking about? I'm going to, that, I'm going to go to that excellent source online of uh, impeccable truth, Wikipedia. Psychological operations, PSYOP, are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. The purpose of United Psychological Operations is to induce or reinforce behavior favorable to U.S. objectives. They are an important part of the range of diplomatic, informational, military, and economic activities available to the United States, well, they should say the U.S. government. They can be utilized during both peacetime and conflict. There are three main types of PSYOPs, strategic, operational, and tactical. Strategic PSYOP include informational activities conducted by U.S. government agencies outside of the military arena, though many utilize Department of Defense assets. Operational PSYOP are conducted across the range of military operations, including during peacetime, in defined operational area to promote the effectiveness of the Joint Force Commanders, campaigns, and strategies. Tactical PSYOPs are conducted in the, in the area assigned to a tactical commander across the range of military operations to support the tactical mission against opposing forces. PSYOP can encourage popular discontent with the opposition's leadership and by combining persuasion with a credible threat, degrade an adversary's ability to conduct or sustain military operations. They can also disrupt, confuse, and protract the adversary's decision-making process, undermining command and control. Think about that with Q. Think about that with QAnon. Getting back to the Wikipedia piece, when properly employed, PSYOP have the potential to save the lives of friendly or enemy forces by reducing the adversary's will to fight. By lowering the, lowering the adversary's morale and then sufficiency, PSYOP can also discourage aggressive actions by creating disaffection within their ranks, ultimately leading to surrender. The integrated employment of the core capabilities of electronic warfare, computer network operations, psychological operations, military deception, and operational security, in concert with specified supporting and related capabilities to influence, disrupt, corrupt, or usurp adversarial human, adversarial human and automated decision-making while protecting our own. And I also read, I also go on to mention, between 2010 and 2014, PSYOP, the official military, military uh, acronym, PSYOP was renamed Military Information Support Operations, MISO, then briefly renamed PSYOP in August 2014, only to return to MISO shortly thereafter in 2015. The term was again renamed back to PSYOP in October 2017. So when you consider the CIA, again, this was a military intelligence organization. During World War II, it was the Operation of Strategic Services. Uh, after World War II stopped, the U.S. never stopped fighting. 
the Department of War was renamed as the Department of Defense. The Joint Chief, Joint Chief of Staff became permanent, and the OSS became permanent as the CIA or Central Intelligence uh, uh, Agency. CIA by law is not supposed to be targeted against U.S. citizens. You could say maybe it was against U.S. citizens if they were in the states involved with working uh, against the U.S. working uh, as a, for a foreign, a foreign, a foreign nation or a foreign asset. But of course, the CIA has been involved in the U.S. Uh, for many, many years. They control the news media. Uh, I played played the cl- clips before from the Church Commission, Senator Church. That was a commission that was set up by Congress after the JFK assassination, not not a, not the Whitewash Commission, not the Warren Commission, the Church Commission, roughly 10 years after JFK was assassinated. And the Church Commission concluded in all probability was there was an assassination against uh, John F. Kennedy, and at least two people were involved. They also looked at, at other, uh, other assassinations, Martin Luther King. But what they... What they disclosed about the media back then is that the CIA openly admitted they had people on staff at papers. And then when Senator Church asked during a record session, I'm not going to play the clip tonight, he said, do you have reporters in, news, in television newsrooms? And then the director at the time of the CIA said, I'd rather not answer that publicly. I'd rather, I'd rather go into executive session. And you could, you, could, you, you could ascertain or surmise what the answer was, why I didn't say it publicly. Of course, back then in the early 70s, the CIA was in the newsrooms. How, how much advanced is it now? How much advanced is it now? Using it against military intelligence, uh, military intelligence agency being used against the U.S. public. This, uh, this Q, QAnon stuff is very interesting, again, because a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily – say they are following QAnon, they basically using the same script, which QAnon has, you know, had popped up, I don't know how many years ago, it was 20, I think it was before 2017, but supposedly on the site 4chan, and it uh, went over the message board 8chan, and it would be all these, you know, mythic, mythic, mythic uh, near-mystical near uh, prognostications and statements uh, speaking in code. And outright, uh, you know, a number of predictions by uh, the person who was allegedly QAnon, whether it was a person or a group of people. And obviously, I think it was, you know, if it wasn't the CIA, it was the FBI. Uh, There's an article that came out like that. But whoever was posting it, they were wrong. They said Hillary was going to be uh, arrested. Uh, that's what they said. And uh, that never happened. Uh, there, was other, there was other times that they uh that they that the QAnon person or QAnon group or the QAnon uh, or what you could you say the QAnon unit <laughs> had made both uh, had made blatant errors big one they said uh they said Hillary was going to get arrested and then they also said a Democratic party was going to disband and uh that did not happen so it is uh it's very interesting when you look at when you look at QAnon very interesting, and I'm going to play a clip now, part part of a video from a young guy. He goes by the handle of uh, I don't know if it's pronounced anomaly or anomaly. He was a New Jerseyite, uh, like me, or New Jerseyan, and now he's in uh, he's a West Coast guy, he's a California guy. Put together a really neat video 
called PSYOP Exposed. Why are these people lying to us? I'm going to pit, play some of those minutes, a few minutes of that, and then uh, give some commentary. Are good-hearted people being led to the slaughter by a PSYOP? I think so, and you have to watch this video. A great article came out recently, said QAnon bears striking resemblance to Bolshevik PSYOP from the 1920s known as Operation Trust. Operation Trust was a Bolshevik counterintelligence operation run from 1921 to 1926, aimed at neutralizing opposition by creating the false impression that a powerful group of military leaders had organized to stop the communist takeover. Doesn't that sound familiar? In this book, it talked about how they used generals that people People trusted and how they do people. Let's look. They convinced the leaders that the regime had undergone a radical change. Communism had completely failed. Ideology was dead. The present leaders had nothing in common with the fanatical revolutionaries of the past. These agents confided in their contacts that the anti-Soviet monarchist movement that they represented had penetrated into the higher levels of the army, the security service, and even the government, and in time would take power and restore the monarchy. Sounds exactly like one of the biggest fake theories in the right-wing movement right now. You could also read more about it. One of the biggest breakout stars over the last few months in the conspiracy theory realm is Simon Parks, who's been getting millions of views convincing people that there's a secret sting operation to save them and that FEMA camps and militarized streets are actually really good. Take a look. And to what Americans call Gitmo. And we don't call it that in the United Kingdom, we call it Guantanamo Bay. But that's because we're British. Yeah. But the point here is that those FEMA camps that are there at the moment are for the bad guys. They're not for the good guys. So you shouldn't have any concerns. You know, if you see armed, regular armed United States soldiers on the streets, you shouldn't have any concern. But 192, 193,000 arrest warrants ready to roll. You're going to need those FEMA camps to put these people in. And as somebody said to me, there are a lot of fat cats in Washington, D.C., who are in for quite a rude awakening because it's not going to be the Hilton Hotel for them. Exactly. Of course he's most likely lying. The FEMA camps are not to arrest your enemies. Why would they even have to put politicians in a FEMA camp? They have high-level facilities for that if they were to do that. But the FEMA camps are actually the opposite of what he's saying, and they're being used for mass vaccination sites under a Joe Biden regime. People like William Cooper and Behold a Pale Horse used to try to warn people what happens under a national emergency and a FEMA takeover of the country. And for decades, conspiracy theorists, libertarians, and conservatives knew that an over-militarized government, FEMA camps, emergency declarations, lockdowns, and quarantines are not a great thing. That's not the good guys. That's government being too big, obviously. But Simon Parks, he says the exact opposite. And everybody trusts it because it sounds so good. But who is this guy? First of all, he rose the fame several years ago by claiming his real mother was a nine-foot green alien, according to The Guardian. And in New York Daily News, married UK politician claims he fathered child with an alien. If you notice his political party, according to the report, it was the Labour Party. That's the far-left socialist party in the UK. But now he's the biggest theorist in the right-wing world, deceiving people into thinking that FEMA camps are okay and to feel comfortable with military in your streets because they're really there to arrest all the enemies. People 
just blindly believe this stuff and don't even question it, all you have to do is go to his website and he'll tell you, Simon grew up in a family that had links to British and American intelligence. Simon's mother worked for MI5. However, she was managed by MI5. She was in reality working for the NSA. Simon's grandfather was employed to Secret Intelligence Service, better known as MI6. In reality, he was reporting to the CIA. So he's bragging on his own website about being from an intelligence community family while he's telling people that FEMA camps are good and that he has relationships with aliens. I guess it's that easy to fool people when you want to have hope in something like a secret sting operation that never existed in the first place. They're lying to you, but that might be part of their plan. You just don't know it. I found it interesting, too, when I searched for Simon Parks, that the first thing that came up was the disappearance of Simon Parks, a British leading seaman who disappeared in 1986. And I saw this picture, Simon Parks, Gibraltar, search for missing Royal Navy man. They never found him. And it's just so weird to me that he looks exactly like that person. I'm not saying it's him. It's probably not. It's almost definitely not. But it is very bizarre. But what's more bizarre is he's bragging about his intelligence community family. So red flag, red flag, red flag, telling you FEMA camps are good, major red flag. Come on, people. You shouldn't be this easy to fool. But other people within the MAGA and Q movement are doing a way better job of fooling people because they're feeding them a Disney-like narrative that they want to hear. Take X-22 report for an example. Still in January, he's using the Trump's going to be there for four more years. Trump's getting inaugurated. Trust me. Just buy my product and trust that Trump's going to be there. I'm going to look at everything. With Trump staying in the White House, it might be a great time to look at Noble Gold security option. Yes, security. It's like like damp proofing, but it keeps the government from your savings like the damp from your floors. With Trump staying in the White House, with Trump staying in the White House, with Trump staying in the White House, and everything that we're watching right now, everything that we're seeing, we're seeing the largest sting operation the world has ever seen. We have initiated certain fail-safes that shall safeguard the public from primary fallout, which is slated to occur 11-3 upon the arrest of Mr. Podesta, actionable 11-4. During January 6th, what is Trump going to do? He's going to present the fraud. He's going to show hard data. He's going to show video. He's going to show the Dominion machines being hacked. He's going to show much more than that. Here we are one day before the inauguration. Trump today gave his farewell speech. People are very nervous about this. But remember, for optic reasons, Trump is never going to let on that there's an operation. Everything is going as planned. This is a sting operation. You don't make announcements. You don't tell people what you're doing. And I kid you not, now this pathological liar is telling people that Joe Biden might be in on it. He might be the one to pull the trigger. You would think it's a parody, but it's not. This guy is really this dishonest. He lies all the time. And he's amassed one of the biggest followings in the right-wing movement, brainwashing millions of patriots into complete delusion. The dude is a pathological liar, or maybe it's his job to just deceive people and run them on a constant chase like a donkey or a horse trying to catch the carrot that never comes. I'm not sure what his intentions are, and I'm not going to pretend like I know, but it's just shocking to me that they're following almost the exact playbook of Operation Trust when the Bolsheviks and communists wanted to deceive patriots into thinking there was a secret plan so they never actually did anything themselves, and they used generals and very popular people. All of this was expected. All of this is part of the sting operation we're running. And let me tell you that 48 hours ago, not only did we put markers on those ballots, seven days, let me repeat it again, Jones, it's going to be Trump.
It will not be Biden. Biden's people will be arrested. There will be people who will be arrested. Pelosi, Biden, Schumer. That's what's going to happen. Speaking of a general who pushes the QAnon stuff and this idea that he's 100% sure that Trump's going to be in office for four more years and Biden's not going to get inaugurated, here's General Flynn saying that recently. He's 100% sure that Trump's going to remain in office. He said this the day before the Capitol riot set up where dozens of people got arrested and hundreds of people lost their social media accounts. Take a look. What is your call to the American people right now? Well, my big message is that the, uh, the truth is going to come out. Donald Trump will continue to be the president of the United States for the next four years. There's no doubt in my mind. When I'm asked on a scale of one to ten, what's, what's the scale that you put that, that Trump will be the next president? I say ten, without a doubt. That is the truth. And I'm sure General Flynn and his family are great people. God bless them. But why do people trust him so much, despite the fact that He's clearly lying here, and he was totally wrong about that. And people trust him because he's an authoritative figure, and he worked in the government. So they think he has secret intel that he's feeding them to be 100% sure. So he's giving people false hope. Donald Trump will continue to be the president of the United States for the next four years. There's no doubt in my mind. When I'm asked on a scale of 1 to 10, what's, what's the scale that you put that Trump will be the next president? I say 10, without a doubt. That is the truth. But why do people trust him so, so much? Of course, it's because he got fired in the Trump administration. But the main reason that he's gained a cult following is because of QAnon, the anonymous poster that's deceived people into believing that they're receiving secret military intel about a sting operation where one day all of their enemies are going to be arrested. But of course, none of them predicted Joe Biden getting into office and Trump not finishing four more years because it kind of ruins the whole theory and proves that it was a hoax. But if you look at General Flynn's resume on April 17th, 2012, President Barack Obama nominated Flynn to be the 18th director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Flynn took command of the DIA in July 2012. He also became the first U.S. officer allowed inside the Russian military intelligence headquarters in Moscow. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm just saying he worked under Obama and he's an intelligence community guy. I'm if you want to see all that entire video, that's called PSYOP Exposed, Why Are These People Lying to Us on BitChute. Look for Anomaly or Anomaly, A-N-O-M-A-L-Y, News and Hip Hop Dream Rare. He's still on YouTube, of course. You should not give any more traffic than you have to to YouTube. The first, uh, before Flynn spoke to Alex Jones, he had a clip. He had a few clips from Steve Pachanek. Uh, what an anomaly or anomaly didn't mention is Pachinik. Uh, Pachinik has a PhD in, uh, or he's a technically highest highest degree is in psychiatry. Okay, it's in psychiatry, but this is another defense intelligence person. This is uh, now he got his PhD in international relations after while studying at Harvard Medical School. Okay. And Pachana claims to be the first psychiatrist to ever receive a PhD in international relations. This is from, again, that, that bastion of truth, Wikipedia. But when you look at Pachanik's uh, pedigree, you look at his background. He was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. And again, this guy ran PSYOPs. This is part of what he did. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I think yeah, people that want to believe this again, it's just, it, it's so sad. Uh, many people, again, have been have been influenced by this directly and indirectly with QAnon. But 
it's still going on. Again, this is how the people have doubled down. Mike Adams, uh, yeah, the site Natural News is really, really good for health news. But Mike Adams got on a Trump train years ago, I think, uh, to basically uh, get more traffic his way, like Alice Jones. Uh, again, my working theory is Alice Jones got on a Trump train years ago because after his divorce, he needed money. But in any case, whatever the motives were, Mike Adams got on the Trump train, and he was pushing this narrative. He was he was basically saying that uh, yeah, Trump was going to stay. Everyone yeah, everyone's going to get arrested. Then after uh, after that didn't happen, he said, well, the votes the votes will still be around for a couple of months. So now people are saying the floating the vomit, the asinine notion that oh no, it's it's going to happen. Trump's coming back in in March. It's, it's going to happen. You, you just wait. You just wait. The real bet, the real excellent thing though about the video I just played is there's one British, the one PSYOP guy, the one lying fraud, is telling you that FEMA camps and saying military on the streets is good. Now, let me make this clear. If you respect the rule of law, if you you respect the original intent of the Constitution, if you believe in individual liberty, if by any stretch of the imagination you identify with libertarian principles, okay, the non-aggression principle, in other words, the state should not use force, unless an individual's life, your know, property or person is threatened. You would never, under any circumstances, want to think it would be good to see the military in the streets. People have bought into the PSYOP stuff with QAnon or, or a flavor version of thinking that, okay, what's going on is that you got these white hats in the military. In other words, I think there could easily be white hats in the military. I don't think they'd be massively organized. But... The narrative that they're selling, which is completely false, is that you have all these people in the military that are fighting. You know, the, the black hats, the bad guys in the military. Maybe there's there's a middle group too that could go either way. But yeah, you know, at one moment they're going to swoop down and then arrest everyone and then restore the republic. Okay. Yeah, the idea that you're going to restore the republic through martial law is like saying you're going to maintain your virginity by having sex. It, it's completely absurd. It's completely asinine. That's completely asinine. Now, Mike Adams, pretty much, uh, he just continues to double down on this notion. Okay, I'm going to read from. He has a little synopsis. He has a radio show. I don't listen to. I, I read the synopsis to see to basically his talking points. But this was posted today. Okay, and uh, situation update. That's the name of his radio show. January 29th. America becomes a terror state as governments wage terror campaigns against their own people. I'm going to quote from this from Mike Adams. To let, you, to let you see just how far gone he is pushing this. As far as we know, there are only three things that can prompt the military to remove Biden from power due to his acts of sedition, corruption, and treason against the United States. Okay, so I'll stop right there. There is no constitutional mechanism for the military to remove a sitting president from power. Okay. The, only, the only way that could happen would be essentially if the president was guilty of treason. Now, you can debate. You can say, okay, is, is Biden guilty of treason? Yes. You can say like every president pretty much has been that's been involved with undeclared war. So pretty much every president after World War II technically would be treason, but that's helping the military-industrial complex. So this idea, again, he's saying, yeah, there's three things that can prompt the military to remove Biden from power. Yeah. And this is, what, this is what Mike Adams goes on to write, the three, three scenarios. Number one, a domestic nuclear attack on a, U, on a major U.S. city using dirty bombs and nuclear detonations 
both of which were threatened to be used against Trump by the deep state. Now, Trump was the deep state. The most likely originators of dirty bombs or nuclear bombs in the U.S. are Democrats, deep staters, and globalists. And again, this is all fantasy. Mike Adams, I believe, knows better. I believe he has to know he's lying. The idea that you're tying you know, the New World or, or globalists or the deep state just to Democrats, that's completely absurd. Completely absurd. The FBI, going back to what Adams is writing, the FBI is no doubt trying to recruit scapegoats for the scenario right now. Think about who has access to uranium. Mueller, Clinton, Brennan. Okay, yeah, it's just, just Democrats. Okay, that's that, that's beyond gay. Second scenario, Mike Adams. A cascading debt collapse that obliterates most of the value of U.S. stocks, which would cause collapse in pension funds, retirement investments, and equities held by tens of millions of Americans. Okay, that's not the Constitution that if that happens, that you can then remove a sitting president. Third, war with China. This war looks increasingly likely to occur, and China is engaged in saber-rattling against Taiwan while the outgoing Trump administration labeled China a nation engaged in genocide and crimes against humanity. Under Trump, the U.S. dropped its one China policy and recognized Taiwan as an independent nation, which basically means that you know, Trump on the way out antagonized and increased the probability of actual war with China. No, he didn't. He didn't de-escalate it. Okay. Adams goes on to write: After any of these three possible black swan events, we anticipate regional warfare and horrific chaos. Okay. Now that that part that could be true. Then he goes on to say: This era will be characterized by utter lawlessness, violence, arson, looting, food shortages, gun battles, gun battles, and basically every nightmare you can imagine. When this scenario occurs, anyone stuck in a blue city can basically kiss their chance of survival goodbye. Not, not necessarily true. If it gets to that point, you know, people are going to be dying regardless of their political affiliation. American cities will be turned to death zones. That 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 could be true, but not. It's not going to be a left-right thing. Biden's this, Adams goes on to write. Biden's popularity on such, under such circumstances would, of course, plummet well below 30 percent, and the U.S. military would obviously have the justification needs to step in, remove the illegitimate pretender in chief Biden, and work to restore the rule of law in America, which would require holding new. Honest elections using paper ballots. Okay, then at the end, the last paragraph again, you just see how debased Mike Adams is. Okay, you see how debased he is. The military wouldn't have the justification. Okay, there might be the president again if there's societal collapse could basically declare martial law, but that is never a good thing. Okay, and again, it would be the president declaring martial law. This idea that there's these white hat actors, he didn't say that I am, but that there's these good people in the military just waiting for the opportunity to displace Biden. This is gay. This is ridiculous. This is beyond absurd. Okay, Trump was owned as much as Biden. <laughs> and this idea, too, that then the military could hold new honest elections. This is the Constitution, again. It's just sad. It's just sad when people just so, just so blatantly, blatantly lie. Uh, before I take a break here, what I'm going to do, I beat up on Trump. I'm going to play a couple of clips, okay? Uh, talk about Julian, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Who was Julian Assange? Okay, if you know, he ran WikiLeaks. A lot of good stuff was released by WikiLeaks. Uh, Julian Assange, to use a phrase that also is used in intelligence agencies, he was pretty much a cutout. I think he was a cutout. Uh, that would be my opinion. Uh, that's pretty much what... James Corbett would say, why? Because Assange mocked 9-11 truth. If Assange was into basically disclosing uh, disclosing government secrets uh, to say 9-11 truth, 9-11 truth 
isn't real, that you know, the real explanation, you believe in this pancake collapse, that uh, Jeff Fuel melt, melted steel, uh, Assange is a cutout. Assange is a cutout. But he did reveal, he did expose a lot of good things. But he was a cutout, and he was used by the system, and they spit him out. But I'm going to play a first clip here about how many times, according to this news piece, Trump had mentioned WikiLeaks 141 times, like in the last month or two of his election when he was running all right, I want to take you back to the 2016 campaign that we were just talking about. Donald Trump referenced WikiLeaks some 141 times just in his final month of campaigning. Here's every one of them. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. And WikiLeaks. 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 That came out on WikiLeaks. 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 Boy, I love reading those WikiLeaks. 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 WikiLeaks, right? WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks.
And what did Donald J. Trump say about WikiLeaks? Uh, I know nothing about WikiLeaks. It's not my thing. And uh, I know there is something having to do with Julian Assange. See, Trump, Trump is is a liar. I lost I lost a lot of listeners on this little program that I have here. Uh, when I ran a program, I did a I did a topic called Donald J. Trump, the, the prevaricator in chief, and I played those clips then too. But Trump Trump is Trump's complete and total liar, completely owned owned by the deep state. Uh, if he wasn't, among other things, he wanted to surround himself with scum like Mike Pence. Okay, so. This illusion, though, would be very, very dangerous that people think some people are so deluded, they're so deceived, they're so misguided, they think it would be a good thing if we had martial law. This is insane. This, this is absolutely, absolutely insane. Going to take a break. Now we'll come back. We'll talk about what's going on with the Biden agenda. I'll meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And... Uh, what they do evidently seem to have planned in the not-too-distant future for anyone who is not going to identify with the so-called left agenda or the woke agenda. Uh, they, do, they do seem to have plans for many of us. We'll look at that in a few moments. You're listening to KRP Radio Show. Kimi Real, Pudgy Miller, guest host Rocco P. K-I-R-P Radio! Oh, my God. 
KRP Radio! You're listening to KRP Radio Show. That stands for Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller, guest host Rocco P. We're talking about what happened with the election, uh, who Donald Trump is, who Joe Biden is, what's the agenda as they go forward. Uh, consider what happened. Uh, we had we had psyop after psyop. You had the staged insurrection at the Capitol, which was an insurrection. If you haven't seen the videos, uh, they literally let those people in. Uh, they were not violent. One person that was killed was an unarmed woman. Uh, they claim, I believe, two police had died, but they were like heart attacks or something. There's no protesters, alleged protesters. They had a couple of crisis actors, at least two, that were proven. Uh, especially the guy with the, uh, the the guy with the Viking, the Viking headpiece. Uh, it is a great picture of him with Giuliani, and they they uh, he wiped that off of his uh, his social media profile. He just wiped his profile. In any case, that was obviously staged, and then the fall or fake uh, outrage, the fall fake the the fake moral outrage by the Democrats in Congress against our democracy, which we don't have democracy. Incidentally, we have we used to have. A, a democratic constitutional republic at one time, but uh, that's not the case. But it's never been democracy; it's never been mob rule. So, what was what was the whole point of uh, you know the uh, that that staged event, letting people in, no one gets arrested, you let them in, and then uh, the fake outrage. Well, uh, they impeach Trump. They don't look at that as a personal attack on Trump. It wasn't. All that's designed to divide and distract us. It's, designed to further inflame the right. What they're trying to do, they're trying to provoke uh, organic violence on the right. And thus far, they haven't been successful, uh, which is a good thing. That's that's what they're trying to do. Uh, How else could you explain the futility of impeaching Trump when he had one week left in the White House? And now it's asinine. He's gone from office. What's the Senate debate? you censure someone who's gone. I mean, it's, 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 it's again, this is, it's, it's absurd, but people, when people are polarized, they think that the, they don't think intellectually, they think emotionally. It makes sense. So then people will just rail against Trump. It had nothing to do with, uh, with the fake, with the fake stage event. I believe it. It certainly didn't incite people and, uh, they were let in anyhow. It's ridiculous. Uh, now, now we're seeing more of an open attack on free speech, uh, and well, particularly the free speech of political and social conservatives, and that's uh, that's further degenerated after Trump, the president himself, then at the time was banned from Twitter. Anything about Trump losing or being selected to lose, without Twitter, Trump would have been no fun as president. I mean, let's face it, without Twitter, it just wouldn't have been the same. Uh, right now, they basically are getting ready to roll out a Patriot Act too. And that's designed to protect us from imaginary right-wing extremists. Consider former CIA director John Brennan. Uh, consider his opinion. Brennan, Brennan is like uh, Brennan's a supervillain type. But this is a piece I'm going to quote from Gates Institute. So you go to GatesInstitute.org. It's called John Brennan's Dark Fantasies Become a, Home- a Homeland Security Bulletin, dated January 28th by Chris Farrell. Uh, Let's see here. The Biden administration's allies, advocates, and television sock puppets are advancing a constitutional threatening series of initiatives disguised as safety and security measures. 
this combined with the big social media back suppression of free speech and not so subtle shaming are all aimed at crushing opposition and stopping people from questioning decisions, motives, and authority. The pressure is palpable. Our liberties are in grave danger. In a shocking moment of honesty and clarity, Obama CIA Director John Brennan gave the rest of America keen insight into the Washington, D.C. establishment's plans and actions for the Trumpsters and, the, and other deplorables populating the land. In an interview, Brennan lies and exaggerates to the public about a supposed domestic terrorist insurgency across the country that is gaining strength and threatening the republic. Brennan asserts that he knows that members of the Biden team, quote, are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks like insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, where they germinate in different parts of the country, and they gain strength, and it brings together an unholy alliance, frequently religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, racists, nativists, even libertarians. Yes, great that he threw that in, even libertarians. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that just support government, but also those that continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do think that law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy and our republic. I could go on with that piece. Uh, yeah, you got you got other supervillains in Washington on this. Adam Schiff, who's yeah, who's deranged, a Democrat from California. Uh, this is this is what they're setting up. I mean, this is what they're setting up. This is this is the stage of setting. Uh, one one thing you can say now about President Dementia is that the New World Order is continuing, it would appear to be that they're going to continue to make incremental changes. For example, that 60-vote so-called filibuster is almost certain to remain in the U.S. Senate since two Democratic senators openly said they do not want to eliminate it. The idea of the filibuster is this, uh, so stated, is that to me it never really made sense, but they play this game in D.C. that regardless of who has a majority in the Senate, 60 people would be required before you could have a vote. So once you got to a vote, it'd be up or down to 50. 51, you have to pass. But before you could get there, 60 people would have to say, okay, now we could vote on it. So, But they're going to keep that. Uh, now, it is possible. It is possible that there was some truth in what I read from Mike Adams before. A major false flag might be used to accelerate the agenda, especially to enact more gun control laws. I do not expect in the, in the United States they would ever attempt an Australian type thing to go door to door because they know that would you know, that would end it all. I mean, because that would, all you need is two people, I mean, one, not two people, one or two percent of gun owners fighting back. There's just not enough military. So they're not stupid enough to do that. But they could be one or a series of false flags where they just get more and more draconian gun control laws. And, of course, out west, you know, states like Utah, Idaho, Montana, they're never going to – the sheriffs there will never enforce any any of those federal laws against guns. They never would. <clears throat> but a lot of other states, they would, and a lot of people would be foolish enough to comply. We see a real clear connection between 9-11 – the COVID police state and this ongoing vilification 
this ongoing vilification of social and political conservatives in general, and Trump supporters in particular. What am I getting at? Obviously, after 9-11, uh, the Patriot Act was passed. I've heard people say in research that, that Joe Biden wrote the Patriot Act. They're waiting to roll it out. I thought it was John Yu. I thought it was Vietnamese, uh, Vietnamese American lawyer that wrote the Patriot Act. Of course, Congress should have never voted on it because they did not know what was in it. They didn't have time to read it. That's why Ron Paul didn't vote on it. And then he had Bob Barr at the time, from uh, Republican from Georgia. He did, but he said he he insisted on putting in a sunset a sunset provision in, in the Patriot Act, which they just renew, just like the National Defense Authorization Act. If you didn't know how they violate the Constitution to fight perpetual war, there was a loophole that uh, they put in the Constitution saying that uh, after war was over, war would only happen when it was declared by Congress, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11. But after a legal declared war was over, you might have to keep the troops around to pay them. Or so you, might, you, you might not have to keep the troops around, but you need a mechanism to pay them. So you'd still have to fund stuff, fund the war after it was over. So they have a Defense Authorization Act every year to continue perpetual war. In any case... In addition to the Patriot Act, you had the John Warren Defense Authorization Act, where they basically said you could declare someone an enemy combatant. They conflate military law with civil law, you know, secular law, to then say, well, if you're declared, if somehow the government decides subjectively you're an enemy combatant, they don't have to give you a trial. You just send you to Guantanamo Bay. I could do that. So you had you had horrible, horrible, horrible things that were passed in addition to the Patriot Act and the John Warren Defense Authorization Act, you had the rise of fusion centers after 9-11. All that infrastructure still in place. There were a lot of FBI white papers. I didn't pull them up tonight that basically said, who are the people? These, you know, they had like domestic extreme extremist lexicons. I kid you not that the FBI or DHS, the Foreign Homeland Security, came out. Who did they say then under you know the Bush, Bush years? Who who are the people that law enforcement should look out for? Uh, people that might be carrying a pocket constitution. Uh, people that had a Ron Paul bumper sticker. People that had a bumper sticker against the United Nations. Uh, people that were pro-life. Oh, yeah. So all that stuff, when they attempted to brainwash federal law enforcement, and then federal law enforcement, to a large degree, as they slowly federalized the police force. You had MIAC, that was a Missouri, I think, interagency, a commission or report, you had the MIAC report that basically said those things. These are the extremist people that voted for Chuck Baldwin, the Constitution Party candidate. People, again, talking about the Constitution. That's extremism. So all that stuff, you know, they put in that infrastructure after 9-11, after the false flag. Then they roll out the COVID police state. Now they want to intensify. They're going to say, just like they lied after 9-11, they're going to say, you know, we don't have enough laws to fight this this threat, which doesn't doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. But that's what they're going to say. That's what they're saying in process. So I'm going to wrap this up by a reading part of an article by uh, John Whitehead. His site is the Rutherford Institute. That's his site, the Rutherford Institute, and uh, he comes out with at least one one long, you know, one detailed article normally. Uh, a week, and this one's called Enemies of the Deep State, the Government's Warned Domestic Terrorism is a Trap, January 26, 2021. So I'm going to read part of this. This is an issue that all Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarians should be extremely concerned about. 
especially because we don't have to guess about where this goes or how this ends. What characteristics are we looking for as we're building this profile of a potential extremist? What are we talking about? Religious extremists? Are we talking about Christians, evangelical Christians? What is a religious extremist? Is it someone who is pro-life? The proposed legislation could create a very dangerous undermining of our civil liberties, our freedoms in the Constitution, and a targeting of almost half the country. And the person who said that, that Whitehead quotes, is uh, Tulsi uh, Gabbard, Congresswoman from Hawaii. Yeah, she was a libertarian Democrat. Not too many of those left, and she's not in office anymore. This is how it begins. Whitehead goes on to write, We are moving fast down that slippery slope to an authoritarian society in which the only options, ideas, and speech expressed are the ones permitted by the government and its corporate cohorts. In the wake of the January 6th riots at the Capitol, I want to say riots in the wake of the January 6th staged event at the Capitol when they let people in, domestic terrorism, quote-unquote, has become the new poster child for expanding the government's powers at the expense of civil liberties. Of course, domestic terrorist is just the latest bullseye phrase to be used interchangeably with anti-government extremist and terrorist to describe anyone who might fall somewhere on a very broad spectrum of viewpoints that could be considered dangerous. Watch and see. We are all about to become enemies of the state. And he's not exaggerating. He's not exaggerating. In a deja vu mirroring of the legislative fallout from 9-11 and the ensuing buildup of the security state, there is a growing demand in certain sectors of the government to give expanded powers to root out domestic terrorism. The Constitution be damned. As part of his inaugural address, President Dementia, I mean President Biden, pledged to confront and defeat a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism. Biden has also asked the Director of National Intelligence to work with the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. Oh, yeah, the DHS example, for example, I forgot to mention. That abomination was created. They just rolled that out after 9-11. That, would, that shouldn't exist on the Homeland Security. DHS in carrying out a comprehensive threat assessment of domestic terrorism. And then, to keep the parallels going, there is the proposed Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021, introduced after January 6th rise, now after, introduced after the January 6th staged event, which aims to equip the government with the tools to identify, monitor, and thwart those who could, be, who could become radicalized to violence. Okay? Free speech, the right to protest, the right to challenge government wrongdoing, due process, a presumption of innocence, the right to self-defense, accountability and transparency in government, privacy, press, sovereignty, assembly, bodily integrity, representative government, all these and more have become casualties in the government's war on the American people, a war that has grown more pronounced since September 11, 2001. Some members of Congress get it. In a letter ex opposing expansion of national security powers, a handful of congressional representatives urged their colleagues not to repeat the mistakes of the past, quote, while many may find comfort in increased national security powers in the wake of this attack, not in the wake of that staged event. We must emphasize that we have been here before, and we have seen where that road leads. Our history is littered with examples of initiatives sold as being necessary to fight extremism that quickly devolved into tools used for the mass violation of the human and civil rights of the American people to expand the government's national security powers once again 
at the expense of the human and civil rights of the American people would only serve to further undermine our democracy and our to protect it, except we don't have a democracy. Uh, we don't have a democracy. All right. Uh, so let me continue there. And then he quotes Glenn Greenwald. Excellent quote. Glenn Greenwald is an interesting character. Uh, do I believe he's completely legit? No, because when you look at Snowden, uh, they basically had they had the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Guardian all involved in that, it's, uh, and they never released everything. That's ridiculous. But in any case, Greenwald uh, does make some good statements. Why would such new terrorism laws be needed in a country that already imprisons more of its citizens than any other country in the world as a result of a very aggressive set of criminal laws? What acts should be criminalized by new domestic terrorism laws that are not already deemed criminal? They never say, almost certainly, because, just as was true of the first, of the first set of new war and terror laws, their real aim is to criminalize that which should not be criminalized. Speech, association, protest, opposition to the new ruling coalition. Okay. Uh, that that was profound. I mean, that was a spot-on statement by Greenwald. Uh, the U.S. incarcerates more people than any country in the world, including communist China. And the real aim of the war on terror the first time, and the new the new war on terror two they want to roll out, is to criminalize speech, association, protest, and opposition to whoever the ruling coalition is. And then Whitehead goes on to write, so you see, the issue is not whether Donald Trump or Roger Stone or my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, who also lied about Trump staying in office, uh, deserve to be banned from Twitter, even if they're believed to be spouting misinformation, hateful ideas, or fomenting discontent. Rather, we should be asking whether any corporation or government agency or entity representing a fusion of the two should have the power to muzzle, silence, censor, regulate, control, and altogether eradicate so-called dangerous or extremist ideas. You see what they're moving towards, okay? Classical liberalism would basically say you have freedom of expression, okay? And then they want to restrict actions. The perversion, the, the perversion and inversion of tradition of classical liberalism is they want to control speech and ideas and then don't limit action. So that's why you know, Biden's assistant Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services is uh, a man pretending to be a woman from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yes. And if you say that's perverse, if you say that's immoral, if you use a biblical phrase, you say that's against nature, then that can't be tolerated. So it's okay for a man to then mutilate himself and pretend to be a woman. But if you say that's wrong, if you just say it, if you say, I disagree with that morally based upon the Bible, which I do then that becomes hate speech. You see where this is going. You see where this is going. Uh, the unilateral power to muzzle free speech represents a far greater danger than any so-called right or left-wing extremist might pose. The ramifications are so far reaching as to render almost every American an extremist in word, deed, thought, or by association. Yet where many go wrong is in assuming that you have to be doing something illegal or challenging the government's authority in order to be flagged as a suspicious character, labeled an enemy of the state and locked up like dangerous criminal. There could have easily been, I'd say, there could have been a million people at that rally in D.C. Uh, say, conservatively, 500,000. So they've attempted to fire people 
just for being there. Association. Association. Small group of people were led into the Capitol, and then they killed one. They killed an unarmed woman who was with the protesters. And then they said, well, they were violent, and uh, that was insurrection. And if you just happen to be out there protesting for Trump, then uh, you should get canceled. You should get fired. You, you should be punished. You should be punished. White it goes on to say, eventually all you really need to do is to use certain trigger words, surf the Internet, communicate using a cell phone, drive a car, stay at a hotel, purchase materials at a hardware store, take flying or boating lessons, appear suspicious, question government authority, or generally live in the United States. The groundwork has already been laid. The trap is set. All that is needed is the right bait. With the help of automated eyes and ears, a growing arsenal of high-tech software, hardware, and techniques, government propaganda urging Americans to turn to spies and snitches. And again, I go back to the COVID police state with the idiocy of contact tracing, as well as social media and behavior sensing software. Government agents have been busily spinning a sticky spider web of threat assessments. I love that phrase, threat assessments. Behavioral sensing, behavioral sensing warnings, flagged words, and suspicious activity reports aimed at snaring potential enemies of the state. It's the American police state's take on the dystopian terrorist foreshadowing, foreshadowed by George Orwell, Adolf Huxley, and Philip K. Dick, all rolled up into one oppressive pre-crime and pre-thought crime package. What's more, the technocrats who run the surveillance state don't even have to break a sweat while monitoring what you say, what you read, what you write, where you go, how much you spend, whom you support, and with whom you communicate. Computers by way of AI, artificial intelligence, now do the tedious work of trolling social media, the internet, text messages, and phone calls for potentially anti-government remarks, all of which is carefully recorded, documented, and stored to be used against you someday at a time and place the government is choosing. That's why, why someone, you, you see the Supreme ADC, when someone say, hey, I, I don't care, I don't care if they're recording all, all my phone calls and you know, all, all my emails. I have nothing tied. It's like, okay, okay, okay. And who's to say, just because the government isn't using now, they wouldn't in the future. And beyond that, because you have nothing tied then, if the system was real, then why can't the public see all the communications of everyone in Washington? Every president, every senator, every congressman, everyone in the Supreme Court, every every non-elected person who works for federal government. Why isn't all their communications open to everyone? You see, so yeah, don't don't get don't be enticed by the mind control that if you have nothing, if you have nothing to hide, you shouldn't care. No, privacy is a good concept, <laughs> and it should continue to be protected by the Constitution. It currently isn't. You've been listening to the KRP Radio Show, keeping it real. Pudgy Miller, guest host, Rocco P. Uh, is there any reason for optimism? Uh, I threw that in my byline. Is there any reason for optimism? I, I would say yes. I would say yes. Uh, now that they threw it to Biden or uh, the faction, the Biden faction won, whatever happened, now that the man with dementia is there, I do see, I do see some good opposition because while Trump was there, the illusion was created by Trump, who was a proven liar, as I showed tonight, with uh, him denying he ever knew any, he ever heard of WikiLeaks when he mentioned 141 times uh, in one month. But with with Trump gone now, the illusion is also gone with with him being out of the scene that he's fighting the COVID police state. He never was. He declared 
a national emergency, which then empowered most governors to do the horrible things they did to shut down the economy. And that all violates you know, the uh, you know, state constitutions, too. But again, the state legislatures, people in state assemblies are just as impotent. Uh, they're just as controlled. They're just as docile. They're just as cowardly and uh, basically disqualified from office to people in D.C. So they don't follow the state constitution. So they basically let a governor say, well, Subjectively, you, you're 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 not essential, so you can't work now. But with Trump gone now, that illusion that he was against the COVID police state is gone. So I do see, I do see there there could be some the potential major opposition against COVID police state, and that may or may not be part of the reason why they are uh, basically rebaptizing this bogus war on terror, which is a war on the U.S. people. Which is, yeah, basically anyone is going to be considered a right-wing extremist if, uh, I guess, you're alive and you don't love transgender people. I guess it's that broad. I don't know. You've listened to KRP Radio Show, keeping real with Miller. Guest host, Rocco P. I will hope to be back next month, same time. And next month, the last Friday, will be the 26th of February. Thank you for listening, and once again, I thank Pudgy Miller for the ability to use his platform. Have a good night. K-I-R-P Radio!